All right, welcome to the OVNI Interviews. I'm your host, Eric Bork. Here on the OVNI Interviews, we interview people who are making money in our digital world and break down how they do it. Uh, really quick before we get started, I want to plug our SMDA program, Social Media Digital Agency. I just got a call today, actually, from our student, Josh. Josh signed up, and he is, he is since he signed up, uh, gotten four retainers with clients. So this is what we're doing, guys. We're getting stories every day of people who are going out, making livings, doing what they want, uh, s selling digital services, whether it's video, photography, um, Facebook ads, whatever it is. Um, it, it's working. We're getting these testimonials every single day. So today's guest is perfect for that because he started out also as a freelancer, if I remember correctly, but we're going to dive into his story. We have Derek Porter with us. Derek, thanks for being with us. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks, man. Awesome. So your background started in graphic design, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Like since I was a kid, I always liked to draw and I just like, well, how do I translate drawing into like actually making money instead of just like making paintings that I'm not sure if they're going to sell or whatever. And so like from high school, I, I knew that like graphic design, plus I was kind of into computers too. And I knew that graphic design would be like the direction I would go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, eventually, like, I'm sure a lot of people out there that do design, you kind of come to another fork in the road. It's like, okay, well, what am I going to specialize in? Like yeah. web design or print or what? So I ended up going the uh, motion graphics video route. So, and I forgot to mention Derek's site. If you want to check it out, it's motion animation. Oh, it's, you pronounced it right. <laughs> did I? Okay, good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's motion with motion animation after it. So check out his site. He has really cool, um, videographic work, but started, I, I forgot that actually I, I did. I, I've known Derek for a while. So he actually can, he's a really good sketch artist. Um, so you, how did that evolve? So you were good at drawing and then was it illustrator? And when did you start getting into learning to take that onto the computer? Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because I was in this pilot experimental program in high school, even where they called it the telecommunications Academy. And this is like okay. the late nineties. So, you know, back then I was actually building websites with like the Microsoft notepad the memo pad, oh, whatever, wow, just like really? HTML. And like, if I would have stuck with that, I'd probably be one of the most legit coders out there because I was in there so early in the game, but <laughs> I didn't actually uh, end up sticking with that. And, and I fell behind pretty quick actually in, in web development because I wanted to take the more artistic route. And that's kind of like the more like back end kind of, kind of thing. So, but I mean, that, that is really early in the game. So you're, <laughs> I mean, you were those building who are, websites with what program? With just, well, just from scratch, I was with the uh, Microsoft memo, like, because basically what code is, is just letters, right? You know, so yeah. if you can write letters in a .txt and save that as an yeah. HTML file. Like for those who are familiar with web development, like I was building, you know, stuff with tables and, and uh, you know, so everything was very different than it is now. Um, but it wasn't, I mean, there was an element well, I guess, no, there's definitely an, uh, an artistic element to that as well. But I, I think I wanted to focus more on the art than the back end, like development and the functional. And uh, one of the other classes I took in, even in high school was Macromedia Flash. Back it was Macromedia before there was yeah. even like action script for those who know what that is. And like, it was, it was nuts. So, so I don't, I wouldn't necessarily credit this program that I went to in high school for that, but it was cool that I did get to have like a Photoshop class, even in high school, this like, course really so you did so in high school you went to a photoshop class yeah and i i knew even back then though like i the goals i wanted is i, I just knew i wanted to work from home and so yeah. i didn't know what that meant at that time if that meant like work for a company from home or work for myself from home i just knew i wanted to work from home and i was like okay if i work on a computer then you know at that time the internet existed still too so i was like oh theoretically i could work from home in the future and i knew guys did that. So that was like, so let's talk about that for a second before I know we're jumping way ahead here, but do you currently work at home or did you break down and get a studio? Uh, well, I am not currently working at home right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, here's I'll, the thing. I'll, yeah. I know you have the option of doing either. So I'm, I'm always like, I talk to some people and they're like, Oh yeah, I work at home. I love it. That's all I want to do. And then other people like myself, I'm kind of like, I lose it when I work at home. So I go out and kind of get in social settings. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I mix it up a little bit. And, and right now, like, I don't know if I'm necessarily the best case study. Um, I maybe a case study for failure <laughs> because I, I wasn't able to sustain myself full time with just my business alone. So I also have a full time job. Uh, but then I still do this on the side and maybe it's Southern California housing prices. I don't know exactly, but, Dude, <laughs> but I don't I still, know if people understand that don't live in California, how crazy it is. It's it, no, you're a perfect case study because we talk about this all the time. We talk about, should people quit? Should they, should they do what they do as a side hustle? Um, so no, it's great. Um, yeah. And I still have like my, my goals and my trajectory is still the same. I was able to sustain it full time for a year um, and I know that, uh, business you're in, I think you talk about getting, getting retainers and full-time mm -hmm. clients, like the business I'm in where I produce motion graphics videos for people. I don't have too many like ongoing clients or clients with ongoing needs. It's like, I yeah. have one that I'm on right now. Uh, this, this business in Culver city, a software development company, and they've had multiple videos for me, but that's not normal. And if that mm -hmm. keeps up, like all it takes is as you know, with a lot of the people you've talked to in entrepreneurship and stuff, all it takes is that one big client to just like be like, all right, well, we're going to have ongoing needs for the next six years or however long, like indefinitely. So that'll quit your day job right there. And so I've, yep. I'm constantly put the feelers out for those. So the crazy thing is, is I don't care how on what level people are, they're dealing with keeping clients on a regular basis. I like, I talk to people with the biggest agencies and they're dealing with it. Um, now I'm not talking like 72 and sunny or like that level, but you know, in general, small, medium agencies, people are always trying to figure out how to keep it consistent and how to not have project work that is, you know, through the roof one month and not their next month. That's kind of the nature of the beast. Um, yeah, and some right. people have sure. a regular source of lead generation and that's great for them. Other people have to go out and get it. So let's go back to your, you're in high school, you take a Photoshop class illustrator at that point. I still don't know illustrator. Oh, I can right. do Photoshop, but I don't know illustrator. Yeah. So for those who don't understand the difference between like Photoshop and illustrator, like Photoshop is a much uh, what they call like raster based, like pixels. So like uh, an image is made up of essentially like a big dot matrix and all mm -hmm. those pixels make up an image, but vector, which is illustrator is completely different. It's more math based. Like you say, okay, there's a, a coordinate at X, Y, and then there's another coordinate at you know, this X, Y coordinate, I don't know, wherever. And then there's a math equation essentially that connects the dots, like the curve between those that makes up a shape, for example. And so um, it makes it scalable, whatever thing you're making. Like, so let's say you're making a little logo and you want to print it the size of a building. So you can like have it on this big drop down banner in the size of a building, then it scales like that. Um, and but with raster, it doesn't quite do that. You would actually have to, like if you got up close, like the pixels would be just giant. You'd be like a giant Lego structure, like a mosaic. So, to be honest, so yeah, I with, never understood that until right now because <laughs> I don't know Illustrator. I know Photoshop and so I know pixels, but that totally makes sense. Thank you yeah, for explaining so, that. Hey, my pleasure, man. And you know, <laughs> a lot of people, I, I didn't understand the difference for the longest time either. I but I mean, it's a different tool for a different job for sure. Yeah. And so when people say illustrator, like technically, I mean, you can illustrate in Photoshop, but yes, I mean, so when they call it illustrator, uh, I, I think people tend to get that misconception that like, Oh, that's where I go to draw things. Like, no, you can very much draw things in Photoshop. And yeah. Photoshop is the ideal tool for drawing certain things. Uh, like certain, uh, in fact, I could go off on uh, digital painting is you can only do that in Photoshop. You can only do that with raster. You can't do that with illustrator, but illustrator has a different, it's a different tool for a different job and they have uh, gradients, which you can make them look like paint, but it's own, like it's its own beast. It's, its own, like its own art form. So yeah, yeah definitely cool. And I, I picked that up as well uh, around the same time I picked up Photoshop. Okay. So you, you get out of, um, you, you get out of high school and do you go to school for design or what did you major in in school? Yeah, at that time, so I started school around 2004 and I graduated in 2007. I, I guess I started like some junior college between then uh, as well, or a little bit earlier than that. But um, at that time, there weren't any like web development courses. And I knew this one guy who's legit, he's like doing his, doing his thing now. Um, he was getting into web, web development super early. Um, but then I took one single motion graphics course and I was surprised they even had that because almost all graphic design courses, even still today are like mostly print focused. Huh? Uh, well, actually, I don't know if I could say that. Uh, I haven't really looked at 
the education uh, scope right now. Um, but definitely when I went to school, everything was, was print focused, um, print meaning books, magazines, uh, that kind of thing, logos, brand identity. So that was all my, my formal training in, in school was all brand identity. Like, Hey, come up with a logo, make the logo consistent yeah. across t-shirts and hats and whatever, you know, color schemes. And, and so once I actually got out into the, in the working world, um, I, I saw a whole lot more, uh, diversity of needs. And again, like I said, I did take one single motion graphic course in college, which I absolutely loved, but I didn't end specializing, specializing in that until, uh, let's see about two years after I graduated. And that's kind of when I, I kind of like did a few motion graphics projects, uh, but I didn't completely like, yeah, specialize in it until, till later. And so I think that's the case for a lot of people, a lot of professions, especially in design, like you don't really know which area you're going to focus in until you're just out there doing it. I know. And it's so funny. I'm so jealous sometimes of the people that just like dial in what they're doing and have it figured out from the very beginning and dial into something that makes a lot of money and is consistent. Um, that's hard to do. It's very yeah. hard to do with agency work. Um, and we talk about this all the time. I, I'm one and, and I'm, it's funny because we have a program teaching people how to get retainers, how to do social media, but I'm also one to be very open about the challenges. If you go down a certain, there's challenges in every profession. There's no profession where there's not challenges. I'm challenging me on that. Someone, you know, there, there's <laughs> challenges in every profession and that's one of the big challenges in the creative or marketing space is finding something that's consistent and that stays consistent. Um, okay. So you're at this point, you mentioned web design. Did you, do you design websites at this point still? We'll get into, he does video motion, but I'm just trying to get your background. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't right now. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, will you make me a website? I say yes. And I'm, I, again, on this podcast, I imagine that this is a, a philosophy that many adhere to. Like when the client asks for something, you just kind of say yes. And then you yep. don't know how to do it and you figure it out and you get it done. And then you end up adding that to your portfolio of things that you can do. And so you can just grow and scale unless you're really passionate about just like focusing on the one thing you do, yeah. uh, which is fine too. If, if you can, if you can do that, but I definitely uh, am, am open to taking on more than I am currently specialized in. And so uh, at this point, like, again, like web design has evolved so much. Like, so I felt like I was on top of my game, like late nineties, like doing HTML tables. Right. Mm -hmm. But then by the time, uh, let's see, I got one job doing design with a bunch of other web developers in 2008, I want to say 2009. And these guys were so far advanced. And I was thinking like, Oh man, I, I can't catch up to these guys as far as like all their knowledge of all these like web languages and you know, like, it's like JavaScript and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to learn all this. So I was like, I'm just going to focus on the visual thing. But now it's funny because what all those guys were doing was they were building websites from scratch. And now mm -hmm. that is, I don't think as much of a thing now, like you got Squarespace and you have like so many yep. other things. I mean, not to knock on any web developers out there that are still making custom websites for people. That's still very much a thing if they have budgets for it, but there's so many other tools out there that like, I, like I had a buddy, um, an old roommate from college, who's building uh who started a business up in Sitka, Alaska. He does these, these tours, these, these boat tours and he just started his business and he doesn't know, he just knows I'm a design guy. Right. He goes, Hey man, can you make me a website? And so I was like, yeah, okay. So I got on Squarespace and I made him a website and you know, it was something I just figured out just by going on there and clicking around mm -hmm. and, and, but now I could add it to my portfolio because uh, I have enough understanding of web and design to, I mean, still the aesthetic, like even if somebody else were to go into Squarespace and, try to make themselves a website, it still might not necessarily be designed or look as good. good. Yeah. So I still kind of like tout that as a, uh, a value proposition that I offer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll make you a website and I'll even make sure you can edit it afterwards and like put in your own text. Like why? Because it's a complete CMS, a complete like, uh, like content a, like, management system. Yeah. Right. Uh, yep. So, okay. Let's get into you breaking off on your own the first time. So you had a job, correct? Yeah. And, and what was your job before you broke out on your own? I worked for a financial services marketing company. Uh, I helped them develop a, a library of like 20 plus videos on financial services. Okay. So like, for example, uh, like how do you invest in a 401k? I made like a little one minute animated video explaining 401ks for people who didn't know what 401ks were. And uh, I, I got sitting there thinking like, man, these guys are just breaking in a ton of money. Like, First of all, like you could sell these videos one off for a couple grand. 
but if you have a, a, a library of videos that you can license out, then you can make recurring revenue. And I was like, oh man, this is, this is a ticket. And <laughs> so that's still in development for me. But anyway, so Wait, yeah. So were they, did you create the videos for them to license or did you create the videos just for them to show on their website? It's kind of complicated because they sell websites to financial advisors. To okay. Like, yeah. And so, and the websites they sell to financial advisors include their library of content. So if gotcha. like one of their clients buys one of their websites, then they have access to all 20 or plus, like now it's like 50 something of, of videos that I made uh, and others contributed as well at this point. And, um, and yeah, so I, I'm not quite sure of all the back end business. Uh, I, I was privy to some of it while I was there, but not all of it. Uh, I would definitely like to be privy to more of that <laughs> because it was a great model for them. Uh, and yeah, so they, they include those with all their clients and yeah, so that's a really good business model that that's one where you get monthly recurring revenue. And so they were basically taking these videos that, and they were giving them to financial advisors this is one of my favorite models. They were giving those to, to financial advisors. Then they would just embed the videos that you created and they hired you as an employee. And then they would bring people on and say, Hey, you're a financial advisor, buy this website, pay us. Usually it's like 500 bucks a month. And I see this a lot in, in medical and dental and oral surgeons. And they have these really well-made videos. Um, they're, they're like CADs or whatever. And then they license them out and people that, you know, the, the doctors or whoever, whatever industry likes having those. And so they pay this monthly fee that's absolutely ridiculous to pay $500 for hosting. And I actually just had a client, you know, last week, the uh, oral surgeon, like want to build a website. And it's like, you, you have all these things on your website. They're great. And he's like, yeah, I don't know if people use them, but they're charging them 500 bucks a month for a website, which is psycho when it comes to hosting. So definitely a good model. Okay. So you were working <laughs> for them and they hired you to do those. Okay. So then you're doing this. How do you break off on your own? Well, um, with my case was unique. I mean, I, I had an opportunity where I could get free rent and honestly, like in, in today's economy, job market, real estate market, uh, if you have the opportunity to get free rent, take it. I, I had it for a year. Uh, I, I moved in with my in-laws and <laughs> as, uh, I don't necessarily recommend that for everybody, but, uh, I moved in with them for a year and at that Man, time, it's phenomenal when you have free rent especially in California. It is, yeah. it's brutal out here. Like, I don't know how people live in California and make under $150,000 a year. I don't know how yeah. they do it. It's, it's crazy. Anyways, keep going. So free rent, man, that's a great thing. So keep going. Well, yeah, I just kind of looked at that as my opportunity, my, my door that was open because uh, let's face it, starting a business is, is a big risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to manage that risk a little bit, yeah, free rent went once I figured out that that was an option and I didn't want it to be an option forever. I'm not the kind of guy to like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like charity, you know, so I, I, I could get into that more too, but I, I'm still like opening my mind up to the possibility of like taking on investors and like taking on risk with other people's money, which I'm still kind of averse to at this point, but I really want to open myself up to it because I know that that's the ticket to like instant wealth is just being able to lever leverage somebody else's wealth. Like if you have the confidence to do it. Um, but anyway, so that was the way uh, I was like, okay, this is my chance. And, it, and sure enough, that it was in that, that year long period that I was able to take on some of my biggest jobs I've ever had to this day, biggest clients, biggest paychecks. Uh, and just because I felt like, I don't know if it was like placebo effect where my confidence level was like, Hey, I got nothing to lose. I got free rent balls mm -hmm. to the walls, you know, yep. or if it was uh, just coincidental timing that this, this client came along with a big budget and I had a lot of time for them. And <laughs> yep. so, uh, and I was, putting myself out there and marketing and whatnot. So how did you put yourself out there and how did you, okay, so f let's back up. So it, are, at this point, are you already doing motion graphic video? Yeah. yeah. And, and for anybody who doesn't understand, anybody listening that doesn't, doesn't understand, you can go to motion animation, check it out, or I'll just really quickly explain. They're like almost cartoon, but they're animated pictures, animated um, drawings, videos that explain using basically visuals and, and motion graphics. So a lot of after effects, a lot of effects, a lot of, um, words explaining that's the basics of, of what motion video is. And Derek's really good at it. 
you'll see right when you go to his website, you'll see the, the effects if you just watch one of the videos. Okay, so at this point you were, okay, no, 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 you already said that. You had done those videos for the company that you worked for. Mm -hmm. So how did you come across these clients that had big budgets? How did you meet them and interact with them? Was it networking? Uh, no. No, although I did try to do a, a bit of that as well. I, I'm still not entirely sure because this was pretty early on and I hadn't quite narrowed down all of my, uh, all my income sources. I, I think I asked them and they said they just Googled me. Okay, so I guess, actually, to be honest, I, I think my, the biggest source of success I've had so far <laughs> was um, I got a virtual office. I wanted to make sure that my business address, like I, that it wasn't listed at my home address. Mm -hmm. And so I got a business address through Regis. There's other ones out there like WeWork and a few others, but WeWork actually like encourages people like coming into the office. All I needed was a business address because I wanted to work from home. And mm -hmm. so I used Regis and I paid, I, and I still pay like just around under a hundred bucks a month. And I have a business address licensed with the state of California or not licensed, uh, but I'm registered with the state of California at this address. It is my legal business address. Uh, and it is right in Culver city, like right, pretty central West LA. Uh, okay. it's technically in the city of Los Angeles. I made it sure that was the case as well, because when people want animation, they want graphics, they want stuff like that. They want video production. I mean, even if you're not LA, a lot of times you'll look in LA and you'll say, Oh, motion graphics, Los Angeles or something. So if you go on a map and like Google maps and you search for motion graphics, like my dot will come up in like the, I think there's like, 20 or so little pop up in like the West LA area and mine will come okay. up. And I, I've, I mean, again, I could really get better at my marketing and I'm not entirely sure that that's where they all come from. But whenever I ask people like, Hey, how'd you find us? That's typically the way, um, something else, but you know, it's really funny that the way I found that big client that, that paid me the biggest paychecks I've had to this day, um, is a method that I, I don't think is used very much anymore. At the time there was a website called unfollow.com. And it was a Twitter website. And I think like both Twitter and Instagram is major, like tweak their algorithms to, to prevent this now. Yeah. But I just like followed tons of people. Like I, or I followed people that were following similar uh, businesses as mine. Excuse me. I followed, mass followed them. Then I unfollowed. I mass followed, I unfollowed. And I did that both so I could get a giant following on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, but then also as a result, I made sure to engage with people mm -hmm. and I got some leads off of Twitter. Like, I haven't oh, got really? any leads. I haven't got any leads since then, but just being extra like noisy on Twitter and like just engaging with people and with following and unfollowing. And I, I found businesses and I got jobs from it. And, but to be honest, I don't know if it's because I don't dedicate as much time to Twitter now or the change the algorithm or what, but I haven't had any, any leads from Twitter since but yeah, that was the way I got my start. So that's I, definitely I think not like, as common nowadays. Yeah. But, but the principle I would extract from it is do whatever I mean, do it even it, what you, like if you have the time at least, like even if it's, you don't think it's effective, but you're kind of like also knocking at all the doors that are effective. Like I, I tried Google ads, like lost some money there. And uh, you know, so I was doing all the things that I, to like kind of bring in the leads. Like I had the business address and stuff, but so I wasn't just going to sit back and wait for those. So you got to get out there and, you know, be proactive about it as well. And so that was like the best proactive method I could think of at the time. And it happened to work out for me. So like, yeah, the principle I would extract from that is like, Put yourself out there so people could find you, number one. And number two, then once you've done that, then go out and try your best to find them however you can. Yeah. And the first one is you basically built a site. You had motion graphics. You had a physical address. Um, oh, yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people don't even do this. Like, think about it. You have a physical address. You're in LA. Motion graphics. People search. They find you. That's, that's the very, very basic, basic SEO you can do for yourself and then engage on whatever platform. Like, dude, a lot of people right now are getting clients through DMs on Instagram. A lot of people are doing it. Um, I like networking is my favorite way, but a lot of people will DM and they'll get clients through Instagram DM. Okay. So at this point you break off, you meet, you know, these, these bigger clients and um, when did you decide to, did you, okay. So you had the free rent and that was when you're like, I'm going to go for this. So what'd you do? You jumped all in and you went for the business or what'd you do? Oh yeah. Yeah. So at that point I quit my job and I, I, I was technically unemployed and that was when I got some of the biggest paychecks and, um, and yeah, like moved out. Uh, so I was a, a freelancer at that point and I was, you know, starting to pay my own rent and whatnot. Um, but I would still, for big enough jobs, I would, I would bring in help remotely as well. Yeah. And so that's like, instead of just like, how am I not a freelancer is what you might be asking. It's like, well, I, I still outsource to this day. In fact, 
Um, going back to what I was saying about having uh, my, my business address listed where I, where I did with Regis, um, I also gained a lot of people. People are coming to me all the time. I'm constantly getting emails of people like, hey, you got any internships? You got any jobs? You, like, uh, mm -hmm. here's my services. They're constantly like pitching themselves to me, which tells me like, so even if I'm not converting leads or if I am, I at least know I'm being seen. And one of the, one of the people I had come to me was uh, this, this company from, from Europe, actually. They have a bunch of re really low-wage workers, and, uh, but also legit animators in Romania. And I was, I, I had my radar open to this for the longest time. I always heard about, yeah, outsourced India, outsourced the Philippines, you know, Bangladesh. And I was totally open to it, but I, I could not find good talent. Like, especially yeah. when it's artistic design stuff, it's just, it's a rare, rare thing. So these guys came to me, they did some legit work. They got some cheap labor and they wanted to white label. And that was their proposition. I was like, dude, I am more than open to that. And so we've worked out a good relationship to where, uh, where either I, I completely white label them or uh, I pitch their services or like they just kind of help me out with projects that are too big for me to do personally. Yep. Um, and so I'm that, trying to, did I answer the question? I'm trying to, you <laughs> I did. And I want to, okay. I want to add in there because this is something I tell all, a lot of our students is that so, sometimes people are, are intimidated and they don't want to work with other people. But I tell them, you know what I do? I network with other agencies. Why? Because certain agencies are good at certain things and some agencies are really good at SEO. Some agencies are really good at video, but if you're getting good at one thing, I recommend to them to reach out to other agencies who specialize in other things because if a client comes to you and you say, yes, I can do it. And then you do a terrible job. You just lost a client. But if a client comes to you and you know what, you're going to have to give away some of the money but you have this client that's really happy that will hire you to do other things. Instead of losing the client, you sub out a really good SEO service um, or a really good video product, whatever you lack. I highly recommend doing what you're talking about and white labeling or partnering with other people and making sure that the, you know, they're getting the best possible result. So that's a yeah, great In fact, they, uh, that was a strategy I had for a while as well. I found out like a lot of, web development firms, uh, especially like they have a lot of yep. clients that, Oh, we want a website. And so what do they, what do you need after you need a website? Like after you get a website, you need a one minute video on the front page of your website explaining what your business does or what your 100%. service is. And so I would, I'd go to them. I'd be like, Hey guys, let's partner up. Like any clients that I have that need websites, I'll send to you. Any guys, any, any clients you have that need video, you send them to me or we just pack, you know, make a package deal, possibly partner in the future to be a complete agency. Like, it, you know, so yeah. I've, I've worked out a few deals like that and I've had some leads come in that way as well. Okay. So you break off on your own. You, this first year, it sounds like you have an awesome year. You, you do, mm -hmm. you do a lot. Well, you do what? Like, and you're a freelancer slash agency at this point. Are, can, are you comfortable saying how much you did? Um, I, it's still nothing to brag about, but I'll say that I, I had one single job of 30 K $30,000. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't have those consistently enough to, uh, to say that I do that all the time. Uh, but that was within range of what I was aiming to do. Gotcha. Um, I, again, I didn't have enough of those to remain consistent long enough. Um, so I, I took on a full-time job again, but I'm still side hustling on the side. In fact, I'm kind of in the weird no man's land where I'm not getting enough work to quit my day job, but I'm getting too much work to, to almost handle <laughs> as a side. So as I think side there's, yep. yeah, there's, there's that, that blurred line in the middle there where like you just kind of like take on venture capital or something. And I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I might, I don't know. So, but, but yeah, well, so th I, I this is a good conversation because this is the conversation that most people don't talk about. And that's why we, we talk about it. Right. So the, the challenge is getting consistent business and being able to sustain that business consistently. That's the biggest challenge for every agency owner. That's a lot of times why I encourage um, like members of our academy to have, you know, focus in on Facebook ads. Like that's one of the things that you can, you can charge people for and you can sub it out. Like there's people that will do, you know, 10 clients and you can make half or more of the money, but that's consistent work. I mean, people come and go, they cancel. Um, websites is a tricky one. Websites is a tricky one. Um, because you get a website, it's say five grand, three grand, five grand, seven, 10 grand, whatever it is. And, uh, that's great that month. If you don't get, you know, the same result in websites next month, then you don't have it. So back to your story. Okay. So this first year, this first year you were freelancing before you took on another job again. Now you are married to kids. Yeah. I know you're married and you have kids. 
Yeah, I got a five-year-old. So that's that. That's one one. That's okay. very much a variable as well. Uh, that 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 could be a conversation in itself. I would never discourage anybody from doing it, but I know Gary V, like for example, talks about this a lot as well. That like like make the most of your youth, make the most of your free time when you have it. In fact, there was a point in 2009, I got laid off in 2008, like a lot of people. And I was so stressed and I was like, Oh, I don't know what to do. But I'm like, now I'm like, Oh man, that time was gold in my hands. Like if I would have had that time now, like I would just hustle all night long and I would just hustle all the time. And now I got to divide my time up between my family and you know, no regrets. I would, I, I, I love it. It brings me more joy than anything. But like, it definitely comes at the expense of entrepreneurship. And if that's what, if, if that's a big goal of yours, then do it while you can. <laughs> and th- that's what I would throw is like, there's been a lot of times when I've personally made decisions, but I'm not married. Um, I don't have any kids yet. And that's allowed me to make different decisions. So, and a lot of people that listen will, you know, hit us up and they're like, dude, I have a family, I got three kids, like wife, wifey needs a place to live, you know, like I can't make that decision. And so uh, it's good to talk about both sides of it. So at this point you're freelancing. Um, and I'm assuming what happens or what happened is what happens to almost all freelancers at some point is that that first year you had a great year. You have a $30,000 project, one project, $30,000. And then I'm assuming what happened, the work hit a slow patch, right? Yep. Okay. So where do you go to work? Uh, so I work, you mean like the, my full-time job? Is that still the job that you have now? No, it's a different one, but I've been doing the same thing now since then. I, uh, it's all video motion video. Yeah. So at at the time, like, so my freelance business and also where I would get help from others, my, my business motion animation at that time would focus primarily on startup videos. Like, so businesses that Mm -hmm. wanted to explain their product or like documentaries or, uh, you know, that need infographics or I did an educational series. And so like for, for YouTube, so I, 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 but it was mainly, mainly like long form video is what it's called. Long form, meaning like one minute plus, uh, typically hosted on YouTube. And so when I started working for, uh, these agencies, so now I started working for other agencies, like creative agencies that work Mm, for entertainment studios. Um, and they do short form, which is social media. So like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like little 10, 15 second long videos that, you know, just get people to go see movies and TV. And so I really kind of started incorporating that more into my freelance as well. Okay. And, and so much so now to the point where I am going to make a pitch soon to a, a movie studio myself. And uh, I, I won't get too much into that right now, but basically um, they make these advertising campaigns, the social media advertising campaigns that these studios charge, they charge a ton. Mm-hmm. And most of these agencies I've worked for two of them now, and I'm in house for another one right now. Uh, and they charge a ton of money and they're slow and they're bloated and they've got red tape everywhere and Mm. they are not putting out very good creative. They are like complacent and they, I just can't like, and I have reason to believe that the agency I've, I've worked at are also some of the better ones out there. Mm. And so this just tells me that like, this is just like signals are going off in my head. Like this is, this is a signal right here <laughs> that opportunity is knocking. And so I'm going to be making a pitch to one of the, to uh, one of the movie studios up here my, my soon myself, because basically I can do it all. I've got two other partners that between the three of us, we can totally handle a social campaign on our own, which is yep. a six figure check like, like that. For a so job. this, this is a good point. And this is one that I want to kind of emphasize right here is that, and this is what I'm working on myself right now is if you're at a point and you want to get to an, uh, a further point ahead, find someone who's three steps, four steps ahead of you and work for them or listen to them or work out some type of agreement where they share with you. And I, I love hearing you say this because now that you've worked at these agencies, you're getting an understanding of how they're getting business and who they're doing it for and how it's going. So this is really good to, to hear this unfolding. This is a good strategy for a lot of people listening, whether they're just getting started and, and they need to go out and, and work for another agency for a couple years, or whether they go partner up with someone who's, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of them and provide value and in return, learn how they do it. So you're kind of at that point, it sounds like where you're working for this, an, an agency, correct? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So you're working for an agency. You're doing what you do, which you're a specialist at, and you're observing all of these things. So let me ask you this. What needs do you see in the marketplace that, that you feel like you could have success doing? Yeah. So I feel like most of the agencies that I've worked for, um, they're slow, first of all. So our clients, and are you talking about turnaround time on producing the videos or turnaround time on producing content, um, both client facing and also like internally. So for example, mm-hmm. uh, like to pick, like pick any random like video off my website, like for, and like, I don't know, like I did some work for, um, for the Pikachu detective Pikachu movie. So if you look on their Twitter or their Instagram, I did a lot of that stuff. Um, and a lot of those like are really simple little animations, like just mm. simple, like easy to execute. But we must have gone through some of those like eight or 10 revisions internally as an agency before the client even saw them. Um, and the client had additional revisions. So it's like some of these like tiny, simple little videos took like two to three weeks or something. It's just insane. It's stupid. Huh. And like for one creative person with a vision, this could have been accomplished much, much quicker, uh, even without the client you know, how they slow things down. And so again, this is just like constantly signaling to me, like every time I'm working, I'm just like, there's just so much bloat. And a lot of it's just inherent to just like being a big company with a, with a lot Mm -hmm. of employees, you know, like there's, it's just, it's not that they're even necessarily horrible at it. It's just like almost the nature of it. Uh, But I was just thinking, man, like smaller is better boutique or bust, you know? And so, so yeah, basically. um, Okay. So you could do faster turnaround. You could. Oh, that's right. Less revenge, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. You know, we've we've heard stories of other companies that put out digital products, and their turnaround time on putting one out is like three months. And this is as of like a year ago. And their their frustration yeah. is like, by the time they put out a course on Facebook ads, it's irrelevant. You know, so yeah, that's definitely a problem that a lot of bigger companies have is they have all the systems in place and the scripting and the copywriting but then it takes so long to produce the end product. So that's definitely an advantage there. Um, so let's see our internet connection. Let's see. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? You you haven't broken out for me. Okay. I I got you. Okay. So that definitely is an advantage. So what do you see as far as you offering, um, your services to clients that these bigger agencies don't offer? Yeah. So agencies, I feel like they can do it all, but it's just, I could do it better. Like I could, I could do it for less money because I'm a smaller operation. Uh, I can be more agile, more reflexive, uh, or yeah, agile is probably the best word because a lot of these ad campaigns, like they're, they're not only outsourcing, making the the videos, but also like coming up with the creative for the content. So like Mm -hmm. they don't know the best way to engage their audience. And so they're, they're handing over that brain work to us. And, uh, and so I'd be like, well, I can do that, that same creative that these agencies, agencies can with, with less bloat and all that stuff. Uh, oh, and, and so agility. So they, they want to be able to, uh, change things all the time though. So even though they're like outsourcing the brain work to these agencies, the clients are, uh, they, they ultimately come down, they put their foot down, they go like, no, we're just, we just want to do this. We're paying you guys. We just want to do this. Just make this for us. Like, okay. With, with larger agencies, sometimes that's, that's almost like a lose, I wouldn't say losing money. It definitely like is not good for the campaign as far as their, their profitability goes. And so I can be a lot more agile. Um, obviously they have more overhead. So what did I say? Okay. So I'm definitely faster, more agile. I like able to adapt quicker and better than agencies. Um, and yeah, less overhead. So I'm cheaper for them and it's all pure profit for me. And, uh, not just that, but we're also really I'm also really experienced and my partners are also really experienced in what we do. So it's not like, uh, any, any age or any, uh, client entertainment studio would be taking a huge risk to, to go with us because we've, we've done these campaigns quite a bit already. So there's just, I mean, this is not really anything unique to what I do. Like a lot of businesses kind of do the same thing. Like they work in a certain industry for a number of years. They see, uh, the problems that exist when the, with the existing companies out there, especially the big ones, they go, okay, well, I'm going to start up my own small shop and then they, they kill it. Right. And they end up getting big themselves yep. in the cycle. <laughs> and then they end up breeding employees that end up competing with them. So, so let me ask you this. Do you feel like working for the agencies that you've worked for has helped you and will help you get to where you want to be? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like in order to know which 
I mean, entrepreneurship is solving a problem. It's brain work. It's not technical skill. It's not being a motion designer. It's brain. It's, it's recognizing a void in the market and knowing how to fill it. And how are you going to do that unless you know the market, unless you know yep. the industry, unless you're there on the inside working for your competitors, your future competitors, essentially. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And I want to point this out. Um, and I know I'm doing a lot of teaching here. I just want to make sure that we're capturing these lessons that you're talking about because they are really important. Don't ever be in the spot. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever be. And I'm talking to myself because this is something I'm going through. So, you know, I start out and get, get an agency and I face the stand, the typical like clients drop off, new clients come on, project work, retainers, like that's the, the balancing act. And, you know, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm doing really good. But I realized if I want to get to this next level, I need to be willing to work for someone else. I need to be willing to go. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. It can be a full-time job. It doesn't have to be. But I, I need to be willing to go and say, I don't know everything. And l- let me work for you. And so, I've approached some, some people who are way further ahead than me and said, hey, you know what? I'll work for you. Like, I have my own agency. I'm not going to stop doing that. But I'll work for you to learn how you're getting to the point where you're doing, you know, this level of revenue. So it's funny you should say that too, because in that period where I had that free rent for a year, uh, one of the things I was going to do with my free time, I, I ended up not being able to do this because I had so much work that it kept me so busy. But one of the things I was going to do was like find the most legit design agency. I mean, okay, so all this time I've been talking about agencies. I'm talking about ad agencies and marketing agencies, but there's a different agency, like an actual like motion design or like a design studio, a design agency mm-hmm. that are legit out there. And I was just going to offer to basically just work for him for free or pennies or peanuts, you know, mm-hmm. and just be like, I want your guys' skill level. And so I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And they're not going to say no, like they'll take an intern whenever they can, especially yep. somebody who's more experienced like me. And so if you have the opportunity to do something crazy like that, where you don't have overhead, I mean, honestly, like I, I tell this to my wife all the time, if I weren't married and if I didn't have a family, I would just be living in a trailer. I'd pay $5,000 for like a trailer. I would, you know, LA is really liberal with all their, uh, their homeless laws. So <laughs> I would live legally on the street somewhere. I would be making, uh, an LA salary and I would be spending nothing. I would have no yeah. overhead whatsoever. And I would just, anyway, and that would help manage my risk. And with that risk, I would do something crazy, like work for free, basically for one of the most legit studios out there, soak up all their knowledge, all their information, and then apply that. And then eventually, you know, it'd be a, be a short term thing and just be a matter of time before you're rich. If you live like that, if you can't yep. make tons of income, then cut your expenses radically. And that's one way to do it. <laughs> yep. So the su- super good point. And, and, and you having done that, having gone back to so what does it look like right now? Let's get to what it looks like right now. So you, you're, you have too much work, not enough work for it to be not enough work to quit your job, but too much work where you're busy all the time. Yeah. Um, and I work in mornings and night and weekends and I outsource whenever I can, whenever my, my white lab or my Europeans are available. So yeah, that's the hustle, man. That's how it's <laughs> born. And then in doing this, you find the opportunity. Um, and I love these snapshots. I love these snapshots of someone in it, you have the background on your own. You also have worked for bigger agencies. Now you're kind of in the spot where you're poised to really the challenge. Tell me if I'm wrong is getting the consistent business, the consistent flow of leads, like getting that partner where, you know, you're going to have at least 20 grand of work a month doing motion video because they need it for all of their clients. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the, the magic the magic thing that I, and I've seen people do, it. I've seen graphic designers do it. They, they find the right partner. They partner with like a big car company that has a lot of regional stuff and they say, you're a guy and here's the region. Yep. Um, so it's, uh, the, what is the, what does the landscape look right now? Like right now you work all the time, you have your full time, your, your freelance, what's the next step? Well, it's funny cause <laughs> it's not necessarily like, my trajectory has changed a little bit from how it originally was. I feel like uh, originally my goal was to continue to sell my services or to outsource them after time, like to grow mm-hmm. and just be the owner of a business. And I had other, other people underneath me doing all the, the grant work or all the, all the animation work. Um, but even that, I feel like the selling your services repeatedly model is, is good, but I, it also requires a lot of hands-on stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of like shifting a little bit. Oh, see, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm kind of like, 
shooting with a shotgun here, fishing with a net, however you want to say it, just kind of trying to find what the hotspot that works because um, I might also make a pitch as a full-blown social agency, not just a motion design studio. So that's like one direction I might go. The other direction is, okay, I might actually continue with the motion design thing, hiring on motion designers, becoming a full legit motion design studio, very much still open to that. But the third part of me is I'm actually looking at products that I can sell. It kind of reminds me of like that, that company I worked for down in San Diego where they built a library of products that they didn't have to continue selling their services for over yes, and over again. They you. just had a library. Yep. You license them out or you sell them or so it could be a digital product like a library of videos. It could be an actual physical product product. Like I'm, I'm playing with uh, I've done some importing from China already, just um, merchandising. I got a good buddy who came up with a, a, a what do you call it? Like a, a surf, a GoPro mount that you like with it's like a, a mouth grip for surfing. So you can like mm. hold it. It's called my go mount. Um, and he basically what he did, he knows CAD. He just like made it himself. He went down to the UPS store. He had it 3d printed as a prototype and now he gets a mass produced. And I was like, that's the model I want to, I want to follow. I want to like come mm. up with an actual physical product and sell that over and over again. So very long answer to your question is, uh, I'm kind of like shoot with a shotgun. I'm trying all these different things. And, um, whichever one works out first for me is where I'm going to be. <laughs> Got you. Got you. So it, that, that's awesome. Now there, is there a really good, cause I know there's really good stock footage sites that like there's crappy ones, but then there's like film pack. Do you know film pack.com? Actually, I don't know that one. Okay. So it's, it's film PAC.com. Uh, really good. Uh, quality film, stock film you can buy. Is there a really good uh, motion animation stock site? Like one that I use or one that... Um, Is there one out there? You know, because, I mean, there's a Video Hive, which is part of the... Uh, it's part Five, of a family. Right? What's that? I think that one's Pond5, if I remember it. I could be wrong. Oh, no, yeah. Pond5 is stock. I mean, No, Pond Video 5 Hive is Envato. Video Hive. Yeah, Envato. Envato. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Those ones are very generic. You have Video Blocks, Video Hive, and like you go and you get a picture, you, like it's not shot well. It's not colored. It's really not that. Like you're doing this really high level quality work. The um, nature of motion graphics is kind of custom. And I think that's part of the problem with me uh, getting repeat work as well or coming up with a product I could sell repeatedly is because it's just the nature of it's custom. Like, so the most I can buy from Video Hive is a template is a yep. is like says like insert text here you know what i mean yeah. it's all animated which i bought those how many yeah. Times, yeah how many times can you repurpose that like can you really make jobs after that repeatedly no and so um otherwise people just do it themselves you know what i mean so yep. it's like there, there's definitely a custom element to it which is why i'm still in business and why people aren't just making motion graphics themselves um so there's it, it does exist but yeah i mean you got to customize it and there's still quite a bit of like leg work you gotta do yourself hmm. okay well let me ask you before we go, we've pretty much summed up your story. Is there anything, what, what would you say are the biggest challenges that you face? We already touched on one. What are the biggest challenges to breaking out on your own? For me personally, you breaking back, go ahead. Yeah. For me personally, it's just connecting to the right clients. Um, okay. And so I'm no marketing expert, but at the same time, I've worked for enough marketing companies to where I get the basic strategies. You know what I mean? Like I, I could be more active on my Instagram and I could be more active in social media, but even then like, are the, like, is that going to attract like the person who's got the, the paycheck for me? Like might like business to business. I'm not sure if it works the same as like business to end consumer probably works better with social media. You know, I've got, I, I kind of do, have done everything that I, 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 well, actually one thing I, I did too was uh, I Googled motion graphics, Los Angeles. I saw what the top website was at the time. And it was uh, this website called production hub. And so I was like, oh, Production Hub. And they were just like basically a big collection of, of uh, local agencies and whatnot. And so I was like, okay. So they're like, oh, $500 gets you a listing, like a premium listing. So I was like, okay, $500, that's, that's nothing. Like, like that's one that's like paid off and then some with one job that I can get from it. And that provided a lot of leads for me. So, you know, I'm doing all these things, all like the things I know about, but it's still not enough to bring in like a consistent flow of work. So there's some part of the marketing piece, some piece of the marketing puzzle that I'm missing um, but even though like, I, I understand like the other side of the marketing puzzle quite a bit, like I, I understand all the, how, how yep. I bring in inbound leads and, you know, inbound marketing as they call it. But like, yeah, so I definitely need help there. That's definitely a challenge for me. Okay. Well, 
that that is very it's funny because you're very specialized which is a challenge which is a, a huge like one of the one of our former podcast guests does um 3d graphics and he has to go out and land giant clients um barton damer he has to go go out and land big clients but he does you know very specialized 3d graphics um but they're big payouts so he's always you know, so, working yeah, like on new projects and, and, and having to bring in leads. And for him, he's done most of it, a lot of it through skateboarding just cause it was a niche, you know? Mm. So that's always one of the biggest challenges. And, um, you know, I, story, stories like yourself are really cool to hear because, you know, everybody's telling the stories about, oh, this person's mega successful and, and you're successful, you're working, you're killing it. You're, you're side hustling. You're that hustling entrepreneur. But this is the reality, you guys. This is what people are out there doing before they break out on their own and are doing 50 grand a month. You know, this is, this is how it goes. So is there anything of your story that we left out that you want to touch on? I think that was a pretty good snapshot of what you do. Um, anything that we left out that you want to share? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, just my strategy isn't going to be the same for everybody. It isn't going to work for everybody. My strategy, like I said, is kind of like, more, more so than like a, being somebody with a technical skill of motion design and artist, I feel like over time I've developed to be more into an entrepreneur where I am solving market problems, where I see gaps in the market and I'm uh -huh. filling those gaps. And so whether that be uh, with motion graphics video or whether that be with uh, these entertainment studios that are looking for more efficient agencies, like can I provide a full on social media campaign complete with all the creative strategy and not just motion graphics video or whether it be products out there that I think I can produce cheaply and better and, or, or inventing or anything like that. So like, I don't know. I, I feel like for me and, and just probably the, the biggest thing for, for somebody who's trying to start their own business and wants to be successful, like working for themselves. That's my end goal. That's why I'm doing all this. Like yeah. don't get so locked in on what you're passionate about necessarily as what opportunity you can, or what, what you can provide to an opportunity. Like if you, mm. you, you see it an opportunity, then jump on it and then figure out how to solve it. Uh, because that's yep. where the money's at. Love it. All right, dude. Well, thank you, Derek. And let's plug all your stuff. Let's plug, uh, where can people find you? Where can they find your company? Uh, give us a rundown on where people can find you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, if you go to DerekPorter.com, D-E-R-E-K-P-O-R-T-E-R, -E -E um, that pretty much, I just kind of made that as like a, a landing site for just kind of like whatever I'm doing. I got motion animation on there. I, my little side, I, I got another hustle too, a passion hustle. It's got nothing to do with I, if I make money off it, great. But if not, I, I, I probably, I never will. I don't know. Uh, but it's called the visual rant where I just like visually like rant things like political views that I have, philosophical, economic, religious, whatever, like I have all these different views and uh, I kind of just show them visually with graphs and charts and memes and stuff like that. Um, and so yeah, just DerekPorter.com or motion animation, like any, any views are great and any collaboration. I'm open to collaboration. You guys know my full story now after hearing all this stuff. So if we can scratch each other's backs in any way, then, you know, I'd be happy to help you, happy to help you. Or if you have marketing help for me or whatever, I'm open to it. So. so if anybody needs really good and check his stuff out because it's really good, uh, good motion video, DerekPorter.com, D-E-R-E-K Porter.com. Did I spell that right? I did. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Derek. Well, dude, thank you so much for sharing and uh, we'll wrap it there, man. Have a good night. Cool. Thanks, man.